Hello, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful edition of the official One Arrowhead Drive podcast. My name, as always, is Trevor Cogdill. With me again and again are Dylan Cogdill and Trevor Mayhew. Guys, what's up? Week three, Bears preview. How you feeling? Feeling good. You know, watching a little bit of a snoozy Thursday night football game, but other than that, ready to talk some football and get into this thing. Yeah, I really enjoy doing these things on uh, football nights, Monday and Thursday this week. Um, get to watch a little football, talk a little football. Doesn't get much better than that. I'm ready to get into it. This one should be short and sweet with the Bears on deck. That's right. That's right. At least uh, at least you'd hope anyways, right? Um, so let's get into our Chiefs, uh, just our, our injuries for the week so far for the guys. Um, this week so far, we've had Nick Bolton, uh, didn't practice, but uh, went through the motions today. Uh, Willie Gay was limited in practice. Richie James looks like a guy that's probably going to be on the shelf this weekend. Um, he hasn't practiced this week at all. His knee injury seems to be significant. Um, Kadarius Tony, unfortunately, found the injury bug again with a toe injury, not quite sure the extent of that whether it's turf toe or something that he sprained and then uh, a little bright spot on the injury report would be that uh, Mr. Kelsey no longer is listed as limited and uh, nor is he wearing a brace so that is good kind of a surprise pop-up on the injury report for me this week was that Pacheco came on with a hammy hopefully we see him out there this weekend obviously have some good depth in the running back room but a guy that really kind of was a spark for us this past weekend and really like to see him out there this weekend so guys any quick thoughts on the injuries before we get into the game for sure trev yeah hopefully it's just these late additions we're just being a little precautious but one that does scare me a little bit and we keep going back to it with this guy just can't seem to get out of his own way and that's kt the toe is scary it just seems like one thing right after another he has a drops in week one, comes back, has a pretty good game, had the preseason injury, and now here we are, week three, he's back on two straight DNPs for him. A little worried there. Honestly, just feel bad, bad for the guy. He can't get out of his own way. Dylan, what you got? I think I'm going to take a little somber approach here. I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried on, on the Pacheco injury. Not necessarily like worried for long term, but I, I think that'll be a person that probably sits this weekend. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb there and say that. You've seen more and more of these hamstring injuries keep players out this year already. And honestly, against the Bears team, that should be a get-right game. I hate saying that in the NFL because every team, you know, you can lose on any given Sunday. But is it worth it to risk re-injuring that hamstring? So, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, that one, like Trev said, is one that popped up. And uh, it's one definitely to keep an eye on. Yeah, one quick thing I'll say on the on the injuries that scares me and just a little flashback to last year is that if Richie James is out this weekend, that will uh, see a new face returning punts and kicks, um, which was obviously kind of a, a turnstile approach last year for this team. And we really never found anyone that uh, we were confident in until, you know, KT was back there at times. And so that'll be something i worry about heading into the weekend if if james misses you know we have some solid experience back there with justin watson but we'll see what tobe wants to do when we cross that bridge so let's go ahead and get into the game chiefs are favored by 12 and a half in a afternoon game finally i uh, won't play a noon game for a very long time hopefully so 
coming to this week on a little bit of a high, a lot to improve on from last week. But guys, let's go ahead and get some thoughts on the Bears initially and tell us what you're thinking there. You know, after we learned quickly last year with that Colts game, there's no freebies in this league. So you definitely got to come to play every Sunday. The Bears definitely have done their best to create as many off-the-field distractions as they can this week. Between their D.C. stepping down, not really quite sure what to think of that situation yet. They've had they placed an offensive tackle on the IR. Justin Fields kind of beats around the bush the other day in a press conference. Kind of sort of blaming the coaching for the play calling, you know. So they've definitely... They haven't, you know, done the whole rally behind, you know, we're going to play the defending Super Bowl champs deal yet. So, I don't know. A lot to get into here, but anything that comes to mind real quick? About the Bears, there's not really much on paper that will scare you. Justin Fields has some mobility. We've struggled in the past with the mobile quarterback, defending that a little bit. Um, And they got a few skill guys, but what we've seen in week one and two is way better than what we're going to see this weekend. And you go wide receiver one and DJ Moore over there on the Bears. And then guys like Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. You don't really get too scared as a fan. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball over there. There's really nothing that sticks out. It could be the worst defense in the NFL. Maybe them and the Cardinals. I do, however, like that we haven't played to our offensive potential yet. I think that gives us a reason to come out here and kind of put on a show. Maybe highlight a few guys, get Trav going a little bit. But yeah. Nothing much on paper on that bare side of the ball. Like you said, Dylan, they've had kind of a circus over there this week. Not really in the right state of mind to play, play the defending champs, if you ask me. Yeah, just some small things to talk on. Like you guys said, not much to say about the offense, uh, really, or the defense on the bare side. They, they do a lot of dink and dunk stuff so far this year. Um, not really showcasing what Justin Fields uh, has done, or especially last year, uh, you know, with the long ball and being able to run the ball, which at the podium this week, he's talked a couple times about trying to loosen up. So maybe we'll see a little bit more out of him this weekend on that. And so he's also a guy that's taken 10 sacks thus far. So I think the defense really has a chance to eat this weekend. And then like Trev, like you said on that defense, they've, they got treaded by Jordan love in week one. And then they, they just gave up 9.3 yards per pass attempt to Baker freaking Mayfield. So, you know, I, if there was ever a, a weekend or a game where this team, like you guys have said, can get right, it's definitely this game. Well, I mean, is there anything about this team that scares you guys outside of maybe Justin Fields' legs? I mean, you know, other than that? Since he's been in the league, I think the dude that's been getting a lot better is Cole Komet. I mean, you've seen the past couple of weeks, we've given up to uh, Sam Laporta. Evan Ingram had a decent game last week with eight targets and six receptions. So I think that's an area they can attack on our defense. That's something that still hasn't improved over the last few years is our ability to cover the tight end. So if you're looking for a fantasy guy this week, I think that's definitely someone to target. But their defense as a whole, they do have some nice young players. I mean, Eddie Jackson, he didn't practice this week. But I've always liked him as a safety, Demarcus Walker, Unique Ngakwe, you know. There are some names on that defense that give you some problems. And then, of course, Tremaine Edwin, or Tremaine Edmonds, we know him coming over from Buffalo. So this is still a team that hopefully we can come out, take care of a business, and get off the field quick. But we'll see. Uh, this offense, you know, you keep a team like this in the game longer and longer, you can find yourself in some problems. Dylan, I think you're being too nice. That defense is not very good. 
Yeah, they got some names. You mentioned some <laughs> you mentioned some guys, but like Trev said, they got shredded by Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah. yes, the the Bucks, I mean, it's not a good look. Those names are nice, hey. but it might be it might be the scheme if if you think the names are nice, but they ain't doing anything on the field. So um, after that, after that Colts game last year, I I gave up hope talking down on people, you know. So sure, that makes I'm sense. Not get and too it was far ahead it was it was week, week three, three last year too. So yeah, we'll see. We haven't played the way we should have so far, so that's what makes me a little more confident and not having the little let down spot right here. As far as what may scare me, I like your Cole Komet call, Dylan. I, I will mention a guy, Khalil Herbert. He's uh, he's played a lot, and they got a little two-back th- two uh, committee going right now with him and Roshan Johnson. Really good out of the backfield as far as pounding that rock. Roshan does a little bit of both, catching it out of the backfield. He's a rookie, so he's got a lot of juice. Other than that, I mean, when I think about the matchup, I think about how well our defense has played, and we talk about these guys because really – we're bringing this podcast to, to do that, so we're kind of we're kind of reaching here. But I like those two backs that they have on that side. Yeah, that's just I don't know, not a lot to be scared of, you know. Unless all of a sudden they, like Bill said, you know, rally behind coming to Arrowhead, and and you know, this is obviously going to be outside of playing the Packers in a rivalry game week one. You know, this will be their Super Bowl to start the year. So we'll see what happens there. You know, outside Matt of that, Nagy revenge game. <laughs> huh? It's a Matt Nagy revenge game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, that's that's a yeah. yeah, that's a good point to talk about. You know, Nags can hopefully maybe open it up a little bit this week, and and if he can't do it this week, then you never know it. it and we might be in some trouble. I I think that there's a lot to exploit with this defense. I think that there's a lot of naysayers so far, obviously, for this offense, us being one. You know, we'll see. We'll see what Nags has this weekend and what 15 has in store. Anything you guys want to see as far as the offense goes, like what improvement-wise, what you want to see this week? Just pushing the pace. I mean, this team's... We're we're missing some chunk plays, and yeah, we got a couple out of Watson and stuff. But man, the first two weeks, this has not been the same offense. So, I'd like to see some big plays and go from there. But T, how about you? Uh, my biggest thing is I want to see Travis look like Travis at least while the game's close. I want to see him out there for you know eighty, ninety percent of what he'll normally be getting. Maybe catch a few tutties. I think that's the biggest thing we're looking for in this offense right now is some stability with a guy who's going to catch the catch the rock for us. Yeah, I think those are both great. I, I'd like to see the O-line, you know, quote-unquote issues from last week. I want, I want to clean those up this week. You know, I just basically play a clean game after two weeks of relatively sloppy football from the offense. Defensively, I don't know that any of us have anything we're looking for, just consistency, what, what we did last week, carried over to this week, and we should have no problems. Hopefully, Chris notches another sack or two underneath his belt. Karloff is doing the same thing. So I, we're going to kind of skip over the normal who wins when the, this offense has the ball because this week we're all going to be on the Kansas City side. That's pretty easy to see. So let's go ahead and get to the over-unders for the game this week. As we discussed in the uh, Jags preview, Dilly Boy has a slight lead on on us to start the year so guys first one 
Patty over under 17 and a half rushing yards for the week. I'm going to go over. He always finds a way to slip out a couple of times, get a first down when he doesn't like his first one or two reads. So, yeah, give me the over. Yeah, we got some ground to catch up, me and Trev. I'm going to take the under just to be different than Dylan. And also, I think Keep that – Keep digging that hole. I think that 17 and a half. I think that this is a game where hopefully he realizes he doesn't have to use those legs. Don't take any unnecessary hits and, and just get rid of the ball in the pocket. Scramble behind the line of scrimmage. Extend the play. Just don't go past uh, that line and give Dylan another win. That's right. I'm going to go under here also. Um, just for the simple fact is this team has been shredded by uh, receiving back so far. If we have Checo on the shelf this weekend, I think we get to see a little more uh, Derek McKinnon out of the backfield. This team's given up league high 139 receiving yards to running back so far. So I think that can kind of mitigate some of Patty's rushing yards this week, hopefully. And, uh, you know, give us some of those, those exciting, uh, McKinnon plays like we saw last year. All right. Next one, DJ Moore over under 41 and a half receiving yard. I'll go over. I'll say he gets there in garbage time. He is a big play guy. So all it really takes is one little broken screen pass or, or deep ball for him to get there. So give me the over on 41 and a half. Yeah. For a team that's looking to get back on track, you got to find your best wide receiver. And I think he goes over here. So. Give me the over as well. Okay, we're all we're all over on that one. Uh, Travis Kelsey over under seventy three and a half receiving yards. I think he gets a swagger back a little bit, and I think he goes over. Big day, hundred hundred yards, touchdown, somewhere in there. I'll disagree again. I don't love it. It's it's not my favorite thing. I talked about Trav getting on track earlier, but I will go. I'll go under. Like I said, it doesn't feel good, but I that think that feel good. it. If if uh, we get a lead, we get a lead, we kind of ease him off, uh, maybe run the ball a little bit more this week, uh, keep that uh, yardage cap down for Trav. Maybe he'll catch a few petties instead. I think with there the wide go. receiver injuries, especially you're looking at maybe five wide receivers this week, I think that might what be what takes him over the that line there. I can see. I mean, you know, he did it last year, what, like four touchdowns on 25 yards receiving? In that Raiders game, I mean, he he can yeah. do it, you know, in, yeah, in limited that. fashion. So, um, all right, last one because I'm gonna go over on that one too. Uh, Justin Fields over under 80 rushing yards. That's a lot, man. Yeah, but if he's gonna loosen up, I'm just saying. No, that's why no, I, I, I see that. That, that is a, a tough lot. one. Go, I'm gonna go under just because that's a big number for a QB. But no, it's definitely doable. Fields, he's definitely a potential 150 and 100 guy. So. I'm going to go under as well, just because I think the number's so high. Like like we've all said, it's definitely possible. He is a hard guy to tackle. I'll say that. So even if we get him in the pocket, we got we got to bring him down. But I like our linebackers to keep him contained. Let's go under. All right. I thought we might be we might differ on that one a little bit, but I'm going to go under as well, just for the reason Trev said. I I think that the linebackers are playing well enough right now to keep him contained. Maybe keep a guy like Tranquil on the field a little more this weekend, especially with Willie Gay banged up. So we'll see. All right, score predictions. What we got, guys? 12 and a half point favorites. I'm going to go 35-21. They get a garbage time TD to make it look a little better than it is. So yeah, give me give me 35-21, Chiefs. I'm going to go with a score that kind of haunts this group from a playoff game 
a few years ago. I'm going to go 38-10 Chiefs. No big comeback this time. Wow. Okay. I like that. Uh, you know, this team routinely, for whatever reason, in big spreads has is not covered. Um, so I am going to play them not to cover uh, because I just, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. I hope to see it. I want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to say 30 to 23 Chiefs, you know, walk out with the dub, but still, you know, maybe not quite what we what we want to see yet. So, guys, hey, we don't have – what do you if got? If it's 30 to 23, we will have a nice, spicy, let's read Treb text message week. Yeah, sure we will. That's right. So, I'm, I'm sure you're rooting for that, as are our listeners. So <laughs> – Got to say, it's been my favorite segment so far. It, I mean, if you guys are lucky, you know, we'll continue to get those segments. Uh, that was kind of a surprise to me, Trev. Thanks again. Appreciate it. But I hope everybody liked it. Gives you a little insight into into who we are on Sundays, I guess. So just you know, passionate, Trevor. Passionate is what we are. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and get out of here. Hopefully we get away with the Chiefs dub this weekend hit us up on facebook on x wherever you get your podcast rate and review us please it helps out a lot and guys we will see you after the game